Welcome to the Art and Identity series. In this series, we'll speak about artists from many different disciplines and discuss how their involvement has affected their worldview and identity. I hope you'll find this series informative and interesting, or that it even helps you think about your personal life and how your passions have affected you, even in the most subtle ways. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get started on today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back. Today we have a very, 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 very special guest. Um, they are a, well, I'll just let them introduce themselves. Hi guys. Hello, this is Nat. Go I'm with. Nat Trejo, I'm a first year here on Emory, double majoring in music and political science. Uh, I play alto saxophone, I compose. Mm. Yes, they are co- a, an amazing composer. I mean, not to flex, but... For, re- <laughs> <laughs> for reference, I will link, like, one of their compositions. It's incredible. Um, could not be me. We love to see it. So, my first question is, what made you want to study music, specifically, like, composition? So... I guess I can take this back to high school if we want to throw back. So at first, I didn't think I was going to do music at all. Like I joined high school. And I was like, I'll just do marching band so I don't have to take PE, right. get my credits, right. you know, just whatever. Uh, come sophomore year, we get a new band director and assistant band director at my high school. And they were like, you should try for honor band. And I was like, I don't know. Like they've always like band directors always try. Yeah, they're Yeah. But for some reason, this time it actually worked. I was like, fine, let me let me go for it. Let's see, let's try it out. So I start like practicing and like actually like, stayed after school and worked on it. And I like got, you know, really into it. And I was mm-hmm. like kind of hyped. I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. I also had a really fun marching band year that um, sophomore year. And then comes to the audition, I do it. And I was like, ah, oh, could have been better. Probably didn't make it, whatever. Next day, I find out I made fourth chair gold band. Oh, period. Which gold band's like the... The, higher the band top yeah yeah and then <laughs> i didn't expect it like everyone was in the band office looking to see the results and i was mm-hmm. like i probably didn't make it i'm not even gonna go yeah someone comes running out it's like congrats not and, and then <laughs> my band director says i'm gonna be honest i didn't expect you to do that well <laughs> yeah <laughs> no not this oh my gosh i hate that but but honestly it's kind of funny prove them wrong it was really funny i really liked it never since then i just started to develop a love for music, unlike yeah. my previous love for music, because I've been doing music since I was five. Nice. So. Awesome. I just did that. Then I started composing, because I always wanted to. Mm-hmm. I didn't take theory, though, so I was like, I can't do it. And uh, my boyfriend was like, just go for it, you know? Yeah. Just whatever sounds good. Yeah. I did it, really liked it. My band director let us play it at our spring concert. Whoa. Yeah. Amazing. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I will study music. Yeah. In college. And here we are. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of us. We never really wanted to study music in college. It just, it just it kind of happened. happened that way. It just so happened. Um, okay. So what was your, f- if you remember, do you remember like your first interaction with music? It was probably when you were very young, right? Oh, yeah. Because I started doing Mexican folklorical dancing. So I started mm. with dancing. And that oh. was, I was like two or three. Whoa. I was like a little kid. I would dance. There's an, uh, we have an international festival in my hometown. And so oh, I would really? like dance there every year. So I started off with dancing. Um, and then I went to performing, creative and performing arts schools for elementary and middle school. So like I had to take the arts. Gotcha. Since, gotcha. Like, 
kindergarten. Right. They, like, because that was the theme of, like, the school. Yeah, like, the school. So we took music, drama, art, dance. We didn't have PE. We had something called movement instead. That's so art school. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, Cool. Uh, Let's see. Do you think that, like, music and composing has had a large impact on you and the way that you view yourself? I think so. I like to think music has a big impact on my life and my personality. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I've always been so involved into in the arts, so I guess I also don't know what it's like to not be involved in the arts. Yeah, because it's been there for so long. But I do feel like, for like same, it's, like, shaped who I am. It's hard yeah. to imagine. It's, like, it, just a part of my personality. Like, I can't imagine me doing, I don't know, soccer instead of right. music. <laughs> right. Like, or I can't imagine me doing, like dance yeah. or something else. I mean, dance is kind of similar, but you know, yeah, another hobby that's completely different, yeah. like knitting or something like that. It's just it's, weird. It's just weird. And like that's where I like made all my friends like growing up, yeah, you know, through music, through that community. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of related to that, do you think that it's affected your view of the world and of other people? Like um, compose like learning to compose or learning about music? Probably. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I guess, I mean, yeah. Just having to learn, I don't know. It's like, because I was also like in choir and Mm -hmm. competitions and stuff. So like you make friends and like you have to work as a team in choir. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got your altos, tenors, berry. So like you have to work as a team and like you have to kind of find balance and yeah it is a lot of like teamwork yeah and like maneuver the environment and all that yeah so I guess so I guess to some extent it probably does make me a little more empathetic because I'm like we'll have to do it in music yeah also do it in life also for to add on to that I feel like for me I feel the same way like the teamwork aspect of Mm -hmm. it having to and then also like I don't know I feel like especially in jazz it's taught me to be I'm very comfortable with like intimacy but not in like touching you know like you're very intimate with other players I think especially in the rhythm section so like the amounts of eye contact that people would normally be uncomfortable with I'm like okay with I like stare at people because that's what I do in jazz I just stare at the drummer and the bassist because you know when y'all link up it hits different it hits different yeah because I was in um concert band you know some like symphony bands Mm -hmm. you know you have to find like the balance like i have to listen across the room to like the clarinet and the trombones and then listen to percussion to keep tempo and then look at the band director so you just have to like learn how to work with people yeah and it does it teaches you how to like work for a larger purpose it does which is applicable to all parts of life not just music it's true um, my next question is, how do you think that music has shaped your identity? As, like, um, I guess not how you view the world now, but your identity in yourself. So I guess for you, I don't know, do you think it's, like, related to your heritage in some way? A little bit. Because um, I listen to a lot of music. I like to write different things. And I do take music that's, like, from my culture, like, very dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, like, write for it or anything, though. I try to kind of just write something new, something interesting, something fun. Yeah. You know, like I'm just, I think I like to think my identity as like a mixture of different things. Right. You know, and like living in America as like a first gen Mm -hmm. person, like 
I have to like combine my cultures to create the identity that I have now to like, you know, be in this world. And I guess I try to kind of do that with music. Like I try to combine all the different things I've learned in music and in life to like create art. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's really cool. Um, I guess we've already talked about this, but you do consider music a large part of your identity. Yes. And do you know when that started happening or was it just so early that it's just always kind of been there? Um, It's always been there, but definitely like that sophomore year of high school, it just, Mm -hmm. it changed. Is that when it started becoming like an, what's it called? An irreplaceable part of who you are. I think so. Like, I think before that, I was just generally the arts, like, in general. Mm -hmm. And then once I got to high school, it shifted more towards music. I don't know what changed or how it changed. It's, like, really hard to describe. Yeah. But my relationship to music just, like, drastically was different that year. Like, after Mm -hmm. doing, like, like, as I was, like, trying out for honor band and I was, like, doing, becoming more involved in my marching band, like, I just, something just, like, clicked. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think it happened around that age for me, too. This is when I started getting involved in jazz, um, is when I got really into it. Um, Do you think that, like, composing or playing music has exposed you to ideas or, like, I guess, viewpoints that you haven't, that you wouldn't have normally been, whether it be through playing or interacting with, like, other players? A little bit, yeah. I remember writing my first piece. It was a quintet oboe flute tenor saxophone trombone and french horn um an interesting instrumentation Mm -hmm. trombone because my boyfriend plays trombone and i was writing this piece for him tenor saxophone because i know saxophone and it would fit well i also know how to play flute and oboe so those were easy and then my other friend in high school played french horn and i also think it like just sounds nice like i like a french horn so i was like yeah. Just combine it all. But, like, yeah. I don't know anything, really, about French horn or trombone. Mm-hmm. And I only know a little bit about flute. So I had to, like, keep coming up to them and asking them, like, can I, if I write this, can you physically play it? Oh, yeah. Can the horn physically make these noises? Yeah. <laughs> so That's funny. Yeah. I think having to work with other people and, like, learning to compose like on my own because it's not like I took a class it's not even like I had theory knowledge or anything like right. this is me you just, just went in like cold with I nothing. just downloaded Finale and then just started pressing buttons trying to make it sound good like I didn't know anything about theory all I knew were thirds and fifths sound good oh <laughs> my gosh that's such an accurate representation yep. of my pianist life was like okay I know how to play chord block chords in root position yep that's the only thing I know that's all I know, and I know that I should probably end with, like, one, with tonic. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, think I knew it was even called tonic. I didn't know, I didn't know it was know called tonic. tonic or dominant. Oh, Lord. We came into theory the and started we've learned in one year. <laughs> they would just say tonic, and I was like, what? Yeah. He'd be like, and we're going to the dominant, and then the submedian, and I'm like, oh, we're really, we're, we're really out here. We had an exam today, by the way. Our so final. We so. are wasted right now. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, our final. <sighs> um... Okay, so do you think that there are any artists or composers who have particularly like shaped your the way that you compose or appreciate music? Hmm. Composers, not really. I'm Oop. I and it's I'll, interesting cuz like, you know, I'm a music major, but I'm also not <laughs> I'm not a music nerd. 
Right. If that makes sense? Yeah. Like, I have friends who, like, talk about, like, Mozart or Beethoven yeah. or, like, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who half these composers you're saying No, that's, are. like, our theory professor. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, they'll be like, yeah, I love this piece by so-and-so. And I was like... Yeah, they're like, I love the Beethoven sonata number... 13 opus blank or like mo- uh, piano concerto number 23 yeah a major mozart yeah but um, like the second movement only <laughs> yeah and so i'm just there like um uh, well i played this in high school that i liked and that's all i remember yeah <laughs> no i've yeah um, i feel like i'm like that with jazz like the classical music musicians yeah knowing but i don't i feel like i know a good amount but not that much I think if we compared your jazz knowledge to my classical knowledge, you have more jazz knowledge for sure. That's fair. I also I, feel like as a composer, I don't know, do you feel like you need to kind of limit what you listen to so that you don't oversaturate yourself, or is that not something that you think about? I don't think so. I honestly listen to anything. Like, I will... I'm down to listen to anything. I don't think I've really found music I don't like. Oh, interesting. That's um, interesting. Yeah, like I, if you look at my like Spotify playlist, it goes from like Brockhampton to like <laughs> Mac Miller. Oh, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Rip. But then it goes to like Hall Singer with Haven Dance. Oh yeah, that's so true. That's me. Yeah, it's like pop to alt to jazz to, to classical just just going around everywhere yeah. like spotify has spotify has a lot to say but one thing they never tell me is like you listen into too many genres like <laughs> yeah. into too few genres you only listen to pop like um, but i don't really have a relationship with i think composers in that sense mm-hmm. i feel like there are a few artists i really appreciate what they do in, the, in their music mm-hmm. uh like Brockhampton is one of my favorite like rap groups and probably just artists in general. I really like what they do. I really like what Kendrick Lamar does. Mm, His music is that's great. So Kendrick and Tyler. Um, mm. I'm trying to think about other bands. I'm kind of starting to blink now. I don't know. Like I listen to a lot of the oh, like Carsey Hatteras also. I really like some oh, of their music. Okay. okay. And they're like more alternative, maybe indie rock. Um, compared to like the rap alternative I listen to. Right. I don't write that type of music, but I appreciate what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it really interesting. I think when I compose, I just try to do it. I don't know, like I'll just like a melody just comes into my head. Yeah, I'll be like, I need, I want to write this down and build on it. Yeah. So I like write it down. When you write it down, do you go straight into finale, or do you like sing it into your phone? And then write it later. I typically just try to go to Finale or Sibelius as soon as I can. I probably should start singing it. It's the thing where a lot of times I get melodies in my head. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's in there. And I just want to be able to just relay it from my brain onto paper. Right. Without having to do the work. Yeah. Because, like, I, I don't know what note or key I'm singing in. I don't yeah. know Figuring what is going on. Oh, my God. That's the worst part. And so, like, I wish there was a way I could just sing it and it writes it for me. Like speech to text, mm, but yeah, with music. But with music, yeah. Someone should invent that. That would be you great. Just say the meter you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, That's, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, my next question is, in many forms of creative expression, the artist and also the person, like, you know, look looking at the creative expression, they both kind of, like, get lost in it. They don't, I guess time doesn't become... They don't notice the passing of time. Mm-hmm. So do you feel that way about both, like, performing, I guess, and also composing? 
I think so, definitely. And how long have you felt that way about those things? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I guess, yeah, I haven't performed in a while now because I finished recording in beginning of April. Oh, for your sax ensemble? The sax ensemble. And that's a different environment than what I'm used to. I'm used to, like, the big wind ensemble Mm -hmm. in a group, you know, sections, playing this and that. Um, But I, like, would remember being in wind ensemble. Just, I would sit down, we would just play, and next thing I know, it's, like, class is over, and I'm just like... We just started. Yeah. Like, I was having fun. I was getting into it. Yeah. I was just getting warmed up, guys. Yeah. And then, like, composing, same thing. Like, I've literally, I had to compose, or I decided to compose a piece for a project in the scholarship program I'm in. Like, we have to talk about, like, I think our, like, live journey, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to just compose something. Mm -hmm. And I literally just sat down and, like, Next thing I knew, I was done. It took me eight hours to write, like, the entire piece. Whoa. I just sat down and just was typing things, just going at it. And I was like, I think I'm done. I was like, wow, I spent not even, like, half a day on this. Do you write? Well, I guess it was like. Do you tend to write in, like, large blocks like that rather than. I think so. Con- in chunks, I guess. I think I like to write. I don't know my process because I know the first time I did it, I would write the melody. And it was like a five five different instruments. And I wanted to rotate the melody and change it between the instruments. Right. So I would write the melody, and then I would try to add just like a backing to it with mm-hmm. the other instruments. Mm-hmm. That was my first piece. It's not the greatest. It's a lot of like whole notes underneath like a melody. Um, and also did like a... I mean, it's hard to write for multiple yeah. instruments. What's the, what's the thing called in choir when they like sing something? Round. Yeah, I, I wrote it as a rounds. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Um. So like sometimes I do that, but then recently, like for the compositions projects in class, mm-hmm. because those are divided up, and I, they're very structured. The yeah, they're very they structured. So like I have to write it a certain way. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I like to just build on top of chords instead. So like put a bunch of chords, and then like just build a melody on top of that. Okay. Oh no. So does it depend on like the texture that you want? Do you think about that? I think so. Do you think about that more now that you've taken theory or do you think it's always come like intuitively to you? I think it might be a little intuitive. I think now that I know theory, I try to focus more on like resolutions and like Oh, like the con- tones and all more that. More like tones and all that. Do you follow like common practice when you um, compose mainly? Or I don't know. I really do not know. I just write what I think sounds good. Mm-hmm. It probably follows common practice to a large extent, mm-hmm. but I probably have like dissonances that I don't resolve, right. or like I'll have like parallel like eighths or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't write like the chord structure or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I don't. I do not like sit down and like write a chord progression. Yeah, that's what we had to do. Oh my god. I just like I don't know. I guess when when it's intuitive, sorry, I just hit the mic. I guess when it's intuitive, it's easier. Like, you just don't need to. Yeah, because I just want to, I want to just do something that sounds good in my head or sounds Mm -hmm. good in my ear, which I think common practice might, like, if I'm following, like, common practice and chords and, like, the rules, I think that, like, helps me structure it better sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm able to find what I want faster. Because mm-hmm. if I'm just writing down what I think sounds good, like, I have it in my head. I just can't write it down. And because, like, I've, like, I'm not trying to guide myself. Like, I literally will just, like, do, like, a half step every single note until I, like, I'm like, okay, this is what I wanted. 
Oh, yeah. So sometimes it takes longer, but also then, like, having to follow all the rules in common practice makes me spend a lot of time, like, writing it down and being like, okay, yeah. well, this needs to go here, yeah. and then I can't do this, and yeah. Sometimes the common practice rules can be very anal. Oh, yeah. They're very... Um, it, it makes it, in my opinion, I no one sue me for this, but it can make the music sound very formulaic if you do mm-hmm. it incorrectly. Yes, for sure. If you don't, like, you know, it takes... It's an art to have a very simple chord progression and then embellish it to make it sound mm-hmm. beautiful. But and if you're not good at it, like me... <laughs> then it sounds just like any other composition ever. Um, my last question is, finally, how do you think that music affects your life, like who you are day to day? Do you think it does? I think so. I mean, I'm taking like six music classes right now. Really? Um, I guess it depends how you divide theory. If oh, you divide theory, oh, okay. well, I guess I had keyboard skills, which is technically part of theory. I think, yeah. Oh, I would divide that into different. So keyboard skills, and then I had theory, both the lecture and the and lab. lab. Yeah. Then I had music history. I had a music, film, and politics class. So that's oh. four, mm-hmm. like four or five-ish music classes. Then you have your ensembles, right? Then I had my ensemble, and then and then I just had a poli-sci class and a women's gender sexuality class. Oh, wow. So you're taking a lot of music classes. It's a lot of music. Next semester, I also have a lot. I have... Um, electronic music two next semester. I think I'm doing electronic music. I think I'm gonna take my composition class starting next semester. Oh, okay. I have theory again. Mm-hmm. I have my ensemble. Is your composition class? Um, is that a? Is it taught by like? It's a. It's not it's like private lessons, right? No, it's the um, it's like the composition class we have to take for the major. Oh, like, I didn't know you guys had to take. That. Yeah, we have to. That take, makes sense. <laughs> it's like a. Oh, I forgot what it's called. It's just like a... I guess it kind of might be a lesson. I think we just sit in a room like and a then just compose. Class? Oh, really? Kind of. Like, we spend, like, I think... Because we meet twice a week. I think one day y'all just... We just, like, compose and just write things and work on our own stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other day, it's like... We actually, like, work as a class, maybe? Wow, I could never... Sure. <laughs> I could literally never be a composition major. So I'm going to start taking that. Do you... Don't you guys have to take, like, orchestration or something? We have to take electronic music, which is offered next fall, so I'm taking that. And then orchestration is offered every other year. Oh, really? So I have to wait until junior year to take that, but yes. Mm, Interesting. I will be taking that junior year. And then I was also thinking about a conducting class, but also I don't know if I can fit that in my schedule. Yeah. So I've already got a lot. Yeah. But I really like conducting. Interesting, interesting. I did it in high school for marching band, which is very different. Really? Not the marching band <laughs> conductors. I did. Um, for f- our senior year, um, our band director didn't want to conduct <laughs> during, like, wow, our breaks or whatever. Funny. So we would give the drum major, like, a break for, like, a quarter of mm-hmm. the game, and we would just, the captains, there was a woodwind, a brass, and a band captain. Mm-hmm. We would just rotate some of the games and conduct. So I got to conduct three games, which is really, really fun. Nice. Um, I think people liked my conducting. Is it nervous? Conducting. Is it nerve-wracking? Um, a little bit. Like, at first, like, it's nerve-wracking because you're mm-hmm. conducting the band. Like, right. These are, like, 80 to 100 kids just staring at me. Yeah. Like, all right. And if you mess up, they're like, mm. Yep. Tisk, tisk. Um, it is pressure. It I was think. really fun. I remember one time, I'm going on a tangent now, but I love this story. <laughs> 
Um, there was one time the drum major had a meeting with the band director, so he was like, okay, captain, someone just go up there and conduct. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend was the brass captain. I was mm-hmm. the woodwind captain. Couples. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Period. he went up to conduct. <laughs> couple things. He went up to tings. conduct, and he was, like, conducting to the song, and then... <laughs> The kids in my section just yelled, we want Nat instead. <gasps> and I was like, y'all, um, be yelly. nice. Um, so I just went up there. Him, I know, right? He wasn't a bad conductor. They just, I don't know. They, we all had um Not the favorite. Competition. The yes. They definitely loved me. As they should. Do you have anything to add? Um, I don't know. I guess I love music. That's pretty Yay. much all I have to say. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah, it is a fun time. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, we should insert one of your compositions. Yeah, I'll insert my composition. I have it currently titled as Melancholic Spring. Oh, yeah. This one is so good, guys. This it's- one is so good. <laughs> like, you don't, under- when I tell you that they're talented, I mean that they are talented. We had to write it for our final composition project for music theory. The one I submitted is diff- a slightly different from like my final version, like my personal version. Um, so it follows common practice to the most extent, like mm-hmm. mo- mostly, like not entirely, yeah. but you know. Good enough. Yeah. And it sounds amazing. Okay. Listen to that and I we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to check out some more and follow Pecan Twist on Spotify, Apple Music, or another platform. And I will see you next time.